Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Joey. And I'm Mason. This is TBD Sportscast. Where we determine the most important sports topics this weekend. On this episode, we're going to be looking at the top 25 games and some other games, especially in fan tracks, where we are doing fantasy this year. Alright, so today I think we're going to be uh, just starting off from the very top. You know, uh, there's... You could you could argue for three very important games this weekend in the top ten, uh, with the Clemson Notre Dame game, the Georgia Florida game, and uh, the BYU Boise State game. Oh, absolutely. Um, which a lot of people are sleeping on a little bit. Uh, but first, I think we're going to start off with number one Clemson versus number four Notre Dame. Absolutely, and this game is going to be definitely um, a toss up, right? I mean. Look at, look at what you've got. You've got Trevor Lawrence out of the game on the sideline. I mean, if you look at how they played last week against Boston College, I mean, you're still going to have some um, – you're still going to have, you know, um, some discrepancies here and there because, you know, I mean, you know, now while, they're quarter, while the backup quarterback did do an amazing job, um, you know, bringing that comeback in that second quarter and, you know, taking the lead back, um, you know, Boston College played tremendously. And I just feel like even though the defense was missing five starters, they still just didn't hold up to – um, the expectation that they should have been held to, in my opinion. So it, it really comes down to, um, you know, without Trevor Lawrence, I mean, and, you know, the backup quarterback, you know, getting a bunch of reps, you know, in the in the, in the the week and practice and, um, and you know, how the defense is going to watch tape and um, look at that. Also, I mean, Notre Dame, though, at the same time is, I mean, kind of like, I mean, so I'm a Georgia fan, for those who didn't know. I've loved Georgia all my life. My dad grew up in Atlanta. I'm actually from Charleston. We're actually both from Charleston. Um, grew up there most of our lives. And so... Um, but I'm a, huge, I'm a huge Georgia fan, and I've been saying, you know, a lot that, um, you know, Clemson, I feel like, you know, plays a bunch of, like, cupcake teams, um, and then, you know, gets ranked really high, um, and they play a team, um, like, you know, LSU in the championship last year, where, you know, they get beat, and I feel like that's a real team, but at the same time, you know, they've also gone and played Alabama, you know, like, in 2019, and beat the crap out of them by, like, 20 points, but um, it just depends, and I mean, I don't know, I, I, I mean, so what's your, what's your prediction, man? Well, like, what do you think, Joey? I mean, it's... It's interesting that you do bring up Boston College. I mean, being a tough, tough opponent. I mean, they were coming into that game being four and two, though. And when you really look at it, I mean, they are a veteran team. They have a lot of returning juniors and seniors coming back. Absolutely. Uh, they have their quarterback who is coming from Notre Dame himself. He is a Notre Dame, originally Notre Dame quarterback, transferring to Boston College. Um, but you did bring up the freshman quarterback in. Uyangalele mm-hmm. uh, on quarterback. Yeah, I did not know how to pronounce his name. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, you really look at it. I mean, he threw for 342 yards. Um, and, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, the highest he threw for the season so far is 404. Absolutely. I mean, he's on average for about 300 yards. So the fact that the true freshman first starting first starting against a tough opponent in Boston College, I mean, to throw for that much that many yards is absolutely incredible. Um, okay. And, I mean, ETN even stepped it up. He wasn't able to necessarily run it as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did have 84 yards on the ground. He did have a rushing touchdown or two, I believe. Um, but he also had 140 yards receiving. Yeah. I mean, he was a big offensive threat, not on the ground that game, but in the air. And, I mean, when you you also brought up Clemson uh, facing cupcake teams. And we'll bring this back to a few years ago when Clemson wasn't originally number one, not even originally in the top ten. Yeah. You look at Clemson, they were most of the time in the top 25, yes. I mean, with Taj Boyd and stuff like that. But um, you really look at it and – 
when they started being looked at is when they were facing teams like the defending champions in uh, Florida State. Yeah. They were facing Boston College, who was ranked at the time. Um, North Carolina with um, Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. You know, I mean, Virginia Tech, who was also ranked. Virginia was ranked at the time. Wake Forest. You know, like the ACC was amazing a few years ago when Clemson started getting that recognition because they were sweeping everybody out of the water with Deshaun Watson um, um, and other people that I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, But going back to the cupcake teams, and that's just describing how Clemson got to number one today, like why they're repetitively being in the top four, top three, top two, all that stuff, because they, they fought through to where they deserve to be where they're at today. Yeah, they don't face the great teams that they used to be back then, Absolutely. but they're still facing teams that used to be great, but they earn their position now, you know, and they're showing it. And when you say that Clemson's facing all these cupcake teams, you got to look at Notre Dame's schedule as well. Absolutely. And, and Notre Dame has been, you know, doing the exact same thing, I feel like. Um, you know, they haven't been playing the best teams either. I mean, they had a struggle win against uh, Louisville. I mean, exactly. And when you really look at this, I mean, you got Notre Dame who, uh, quote-unquote, has one of the best defenses in the ACC right now, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but when you really look at it, their, their schedule was Duke, South Florida, Wake Forest, Florida State, Louisville, Pittsburgh, and Georgia Tech as yeah. of right now. They got yeah. Clemson coming up this weekend. Absolutely. Now, when you look at the Duke game, they beat Duke 27 to 13. Uh Duke is the middle of the ACC in defense. Yeah. They're not the top, they're not the bottom. They're average. I mean, they're allowing an average of 238 passing yards um and 155 rushing yards. That game Notre Dame had 112 rushing yards at the highest. Um and then 263 passing yards. Yeah. Um and you know what? Duke is now 2 and 5 for the season. Yeah. So that's one losing record team in the ACC that Notre Dame has faced. You have South Florida, who is one in five mm-hmm. total. And their only win was against the Citadel. Yeah. Uh, they also faced Florida State, who's two and four. I mean, they beat them 42 to 26. They kind of beat them ha- single-handedly. But Florida State is also last in total defense. Yeah. Uh, and their offense isn't very good as well. Um, and you can also look at these numbers right now. Their quarterback hasn't done that much. Yeah. His highest was against Duke with 263 yards, but mostly they're relying on the run. Then you have we have that uh, Louisville game that we were talking about that you brought up the 12 yeah. to seven win. Yes, the struggle that came win. down that came down to the very wire where Louisville cannot pull it out. Um, Louisville is now two and five. Yep, after beating Western Kentucky and Florida State. Yep, um, and again, Notre Dame's quarterback only threw for 106 yards but ran for 127. This is why I still don't agree with, you know, um, Notre Dame being above, you know, Georgia in the in the AP poll. And the reason just being because even though that they're, you know, um, undefeated, I mean, look at who they've been playing. I mean, Georgia lost to Alabama. That's our one loss. But, I mean, come on. Like, I mean, it's, it's Alabama. It was the number two team versus the number three team. I mean, we, you know, we dropped down to three, but it's like, you know, Notre Dame comes out and um, Georgia has a bye week and they're sitting at number four. Uh, Georgia's sitting at number three and Notre Dame's sitting at number four. And then uh, Georgia has a bye week, doesn't play a game. They come out and get another win. And what happens? They jump above, above Georgia and they're still sitting there, even though they're playing these not great teams. And Georgia, you know, just came off a 14-3 win against Kentucky, which, you know, I mean, they're not the greatest, you know. 
but they still do have, um, you know, great defense. And I feel like Kentucky had a pretty good defense as well. And um, it was a huge running game. I mean, not even, I think there was like a total of like less than 10 throws even thrown in that game. Yeah, it was um, very, yeah, it was the lowest it, that Georgia has passed all season. Exactly. And now I'm not, I can't blame that you know, in Georgia, especially with, you know, Stetson Bennett just being kind of short. And uh, I don't really, you know, that's a whole different subject. <laughs> but, um, um, but yeah, um, no, so I don't think that Notre Dame should be above Georgia in the polls. And um, that's why, um, based on how they've been playing this season and who they've been playing this season and, you know, um, Clemson being, you know, having one of the top five defenses in the country, I'm putting my pick this weekend for Clemson over Notre Dame. I believe that uh, Notre Dame will finally get the loss that they need. They will drop a, below Georgia. I'm predicting um, that to happen, and I believe that Georgia will go back to the number four spot, um, saying that, or given that they beat Florida this Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I I, I pretty much have the same opinion with you. I, I definitely think Clemson's going to win this game. Um, to finish up on the cupcake teams, I mean, Clemson, Wake Forest winning record. Uh, we got Miami, who has a winning record, also in the top 10, uh, or top 15, sorry, they're 11th. Uh, we had uh, Boston College, again, winning record, and now we have Notre Dame. That's already, without Notre Dame, that's already three more teams than Notre Dame has faced with a running, winning record. And, like, I'm not saying that the only reason that Clemson will beat Notre Dame is because they face teams with a winning record. Um but to look at the effort that they put into each game. Yeah. I mean, you have teams who are really bad, totally. hands down. I mean, totally. But you also see that Clemson puts in their backups in those games, you yeah. know, and they put in the same amount of effort because, I mean, you can't tell in some games that the backups are the backups. Yeah, absolutely. Like, sometimes they look like the starters in key case, Uyangalale, you yeah. know. I mean, he showed up big time. Uh, and, I mean, in this – Next game, I mean, Clemson's going to be missing out on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, they're going to be m- missing out on Ladson. They're one of their big wide receivers. Ngata, another big wide receiver. And then, of course, their two, three uh, big defensive threat- threats with uh, Jones, Skalski, and uh, Davis being out. Um, so, But I, I do think Clemson's going to win this just because when it comes down to it, Notre Dame hasn't faced a good defense. Yeah, I can Maybe minus agree. Louisville, but I don't know. It's, it's, it definitely doesn't seem like Notre Dame can pull it out. All right, so continuing on now to uh, Georgia v. Florida, baby. Georgia-Florida so, probably a tough, a tough game to choose. I mean, Georgia has the best defense in the SEC, hands down. Florida has the worst. Absolutely. But Florida also has the best – one of the best offenses in the SEC. Meanwhile, Georgia, the way they've been playing, might as well be the worst. Yeah, and I would say definitely uh, that Florida has the best offense in the SEC East, at least. Definitely, I feel like – um, the best offense that I've seen play is got to be, you know, the University of Alabama offense with Mac Jones and Najee. And unfortunately, you know, with the uh, um, injury with Jalen Waddell, the broken ankle that he's out for the season, and that's terrible. Um, but still, you know, they still got Mechie, you got Mac Jones, you got Najee Harris. They're coming into a bye week this week, but their defense, I mean, their offense is looking like really good. So there I've got to say they have the number one offense in the SEC and maybe even in the country. We can have the discussion about Clemson and Alabama later. But right now, I think that that's probably where the best offense is. Um, but neither here nor there, talking about Georgia out Florida. So, um, yeah, so here my pick for this, I'm biased, so I'm going to be picking Georgia, obviously. And I think that we have a couple advantages, and I believe that 
Um, one of our advantages is that the defense, the Georgia defense and the Florida offense is greatly matched. You've got like the best offense in the SEC East, the best defense in the SEC East coming together. And I think that's going to definitely going to give us um, a crutch. And I think that, you know, the old line goes, you know, defenses win championships. And I think in that case, this is going to be true. I think that we're going to, I think that, you know, our defense is going to come out on top. I think that, you know, we're going to create that havoc that they call them. They're going to rush in. They're going to, you know, be on Trask. Um, their offensive line is not going to be able to stop our defense. And we're going to be all over Trask. And uh, just like last time, you know, last year we played, you know, we played we played Florida and we came out and we sacked, like, um, we sacked Trask at least four times. And we, we were just able to rush him. And I think that that's going to be like kind of the same thing happening here too. Another advantage that not a lot of people are going to think about is the fact that um, that brawl yeah. with Missouri last week. People are forgetting about that brawl. That's the whole thing, right? So you have you know this, this little like halftime brawl, right? You know, it's two seconds left. Trask tries to throw this huge play downfield. Um, obviously, it's knocked down. They're going for like a Hail Mary. There's a late hit on the quarterback, and then all of a sudden a brawl breaks out. Mullins out there. You know, he gets fined $25,000. And then, um, you know, five of their um, key defensive players get ejected. So what does that do for... What does that do for Florida? Um, it really hurts them, especially when they already have the not greatest defense in the SEC. So I think that that's going to give our offense an edge. I think that we're going to be able to come out. We're going to be able to um, run against them with Zamir White, James Cook, great running backs. Um, you know, Zamir White got about 156 yards against Kentucky last week, and that was a huge run game for both teams. There was less than 10 passes thrown in that game. Um, you know, and so I think that, you know, um, that we're going to have a shot here with the offense against their not good defense. And so it's going to be very evenly matched up. And, you know, especially with, uh, you know, Florida, they got Kyle Trask and especially throwing to Kyle Pitts. You know, Kyle Pitts is dangerous, especially Tony as well. Exactly. You also have Kadarius Tony. And so, um, you know, so that, that I think that's where it comes down to. I think it comes down to. Um, really the offense versus defense because I think the defense on Georgia is going to be all over Trask. I don't think that they're going to be able to get as many points as they think they're going to be able to get. And, you know, I think that, you know, them coming off of some COVID stuff as well um, is going to hurt them too. Georgia, you know, coming off that win against Kentucky, definitely going to have some momentum there. I think they're looking to score more points and prove something, and I think they're going to be able to do it this weekend. So, yeah, my, my pick goes for Georgia. I think they're going to take this home. I'm going to put in my pick in a little bit. But okay. I want to touch up on a few things. Okay. Georgia versus Kentucky. Georgia put up 131 passing yards. Yeah. The worst they've done all season. Absolutely. And Against Kentucky. Yep. They put up 136, which is the best they've done for rushing Yep. Uh, this entire season. Um, and not so important, but receiving, they got 62 with, uh, with Cook. So here's where I want to talk about that a little bit. So first of all, you have to remember that one of our star receivers, you know, George Pickens. George Pickens actually didn't even travel to Kentucky. He's been dealing with an upper body injury. Kirby Smart has come out and said that he is uh, able to play. He's just fighting through some pain, and it's all about getting him better so they can use him in the bigger games. I mean, honestly, I would say the Florida's a pretty big game, but obviously if we can beat Florida without Pickens and then we can go, you know, play Alabama in the championship um, for the SEC, then I definitely want to use Pickens there rather than Florida. Um, but also you have to remember too, um, you know, Stetson Bennett. All right. Let's just talk about Stetson Bennett for a second. Do I like Stetson Bennett as a quarterback? Absolutely. Has he done great things for the team? 
Absolutely, yes. Stetson Bennett is a really good quarterback. I love how how able he is to escape the pocket if need be. He's very good at getting the ball off. I mean, he's run in, you know, three or four touchdowns and gotten an extra point against Arkansas. I mean, he looked good at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. He's too short. Look at what happened against Alabama. Look at what happened against Kentucky. There were so many batted down passes against Alabama. Now, I will say they have huge linemen, right? But I still believe that um, that I don't think he's the man for the job. I believe that it's um, that it's JT Daniels, and I've been saying JT Daniels since the beginning of the season. Ever since he transferred to Georgia, after all the tape that I've watched, you know he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. You know he comes in and starts at um, you know University of Southern California, gets a knee injury, you know kind of gets you know um, taken out of the job, replaced by another freshman quarterback. He transfers to Georgia looking for an opportunity, and he hasn't ha- and he hasn't been able to get it yet. And I think that he has the most experience at starting quarterback. I think he should be be the one doing the job. And honestly, like, I don't know when he's going to get the chance. Because, you know, Kirby's been saying, you know, Stetson's our man, Stetson's our man. But I just don't think that Stetson Bennett can do the job like it needs to be done. And so that's that's one of the reasons why, you know, I think that our passing yards against Kentucky were so bad. I mean, look at what happened against Kentucky, too. I mean, he throws, like, the first pass he throws, batted up, interception. First pass. Well, and I mean, so that's that's where I really think that a lot of our weaknesses are is in Stetson Bennett. So Stetson Bennett definitely has some work to do, and I think the but I mean personally I think that he's too short, and I think we need to go with Daniels. But that's that's just that's that's what I think. And I mean after the Sporta game, you might see Daniels and coming in more often uh, if if Georgia's defense can't keep up with this offense. Um, if the Georgia defense does what they did against Alabama, yeah, it'll be over in oh, a yeah. quick hot second because Alabama put up 417 passing yards up on Georgia's defense. Yep. That's not even the worst of it. Now yep. it is the worst total wise. Yes, absolutely. But everybody Georgia has faced has been able to put passing yards on them easily. The only thing that kills them is the rushing yards. Absolutely. Georgia is the best at stopping the run, hands down, no doubt about that. But the thing about Florida is they're not focused on the run. I mean, their highest rushing yardage is 55 from Kadarius Tony. Absolutely. Uh, meanwhile, you see that they're big on the pass, 416 yards from Trask, 312, 345, 268. I mean, these are numbers that could really hurt Georgia. Absolutely. They're, they're big on the pass, and Georgia has shown that they cannot defend it. Um I think Tony's going to be a big threat against Georgia, just like he was against Missouri. Absolutely. I mean, breaking what was it? Five tackle, five guys tackling him. I mean, and that was a great play. I saw that. It was a great was play. Uh, I mean, Trask's arm is amazing, and he's mobile as well. He can get out of the pocket when he's under pressure. Absolutely. I mean, he had the highest rushing yardage from the Missouri game with forty-seven. That's why I want to be clear. I'm not saying that you know, um, you know. Florida doesn't have a good offense. Oh my gosh, like their offense is amazing. Like I think that they have a really good shot at winning the game. All I'm saying though is that our defense takes it over their offense. So, with all that into consideration, I will say that Georgia could win this game. Okay. If their defense can stop the pass. Yep. But if Trask and Tony connect, if Trask and Pitts connect, yeah. More than Let's say five times a game for over 10 yards. Yeah. Florida's going to win the game. Oh, for sure, yeah. Because just like the Alabama game, they couldn't find a way to keep Mac Jones from connecting with 
Waddle, with with Cook, um, with Jackson. I mean, if if that same exact event happens again for, versus Florida, yeah. I mean, Florida is right under Alabama with passing yards. All right. So ultimately, SEC. who is your pick? I I will say Georgia. Okay. But I am also not very confident in it. Okay. Yeah, I can totally get that. So. And, you know, we kind of touched up on uh, something a little earlier, um, which is, um, I mean, you definitely did not agree with uh, where Notre Dame was. No. And, I mean, no, I part not. of me doesn't agree where Notre Dame is, but I also don't agree necessarily where Georgia and Florida are, or really half the top ten. Like, So, yeah, so now we're going to talk a little bit about um, what we really think that our top ten rankings are, just because uh, – both of us disagree, not like with each other. There's definitely disagreements there. Let's let's talk about that. But um, we definitely disagree with what the actual AP poll in the top ten is. So we and definitely I mean, it is the AP poll. So they're not the most intelligent compared to the playoff polls. But absolutely. But so we're gonna go ahead and talk about that now. So Joey, let's uh, we're gonna start at we're gonna start at ten. Uh, this is how we're gonna do it every time we talk about this every week. So we're gonna start at ten and go up. Uh, so number ten, I have Miami. Uh, the AP polls have Miami at 11. I have Miami at 10. I think their only loss being to number one Clemson should not take them out of the top 10. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. When they lost to Clemson, they were number seven. They should have dropped to 10. Uh, they have a big offensive threat with uh, Derek King. Uh, they do have struggles with their wide receiver position uh, and their running back. They're not as strong, but they're still getting the job done, and their defense is actually doing good. I mean, the turnover chain is doing dividends i mean it's absolutely incredible yeah so i think my number 10 um my number 10 pick is actually going to go to texas a&m i think that even though they have that one um win against florida it was definitely a struggle win um i think that they've been having uh another good season but you know i definitely don't think that they're um i don't i don't think they deserve to be in seventh i don't think that's where they need to be i think they should be in 10 that's just where i um that's where i think they should be um number nine though um I originally had BYU because, but um, because I think I'm going to be switching it up a little bit at uh, number seven. Um, I'm actually going to put Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Originally, I put Wisconsin all the way down at 19. Okay. Uh, where they originally have them at 10. Mm-hmm. Only reason I do that is because this is the second weekend that they're canceling their game due to COVID uh, 19 yeah. uh, situation, um, which I know is not in their control necessarily. But you also got to look at. These other teams are playing. These other teams are working hard, and this team is not playing two games in a row, and they're still allowed to be in top ten. I mean, I know they had yeah. an incredible game one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But does that really deserve a top ten spot? I hear you. But because of what you said about Texas A&M, I will put Wisconsin at number nine. For sure. Um, my number nine pick is actually going to go to Florida. I think that – um, that one loss against Texas A&M, though, did hit them. But their their offense is explosive. I'm excited to see what they're going to do against um, Georgia this weekend. And they, you know, they played great against Missouri last weekend. Um, you know, and they've been you know winning all their games. Um, you know, and the SEC is a tough conference. So um, we'll see though. But yeah, I'm I'm sticking with Florida at number nine. Uh, number eight. Um, again, a little bit switched up from what I originally had. Um, BYU. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting team this year. Yeah. I mean, they used to be good back in the day, mm-hmm. and they've been average ever since. Really bad last year, though. Yeah. But this year, 
they're actually not bad. Now, it'll be interesting to see how they do against Boise State uh, this weekend, but um, I have them at number eight right now. All right, sweet. Um, yeah, my number eight is actually going to go to BYU. Um, I think that, you know, that, that that's that's a that's a no-loss team. They're undefeated. I think they've been playing really well. Their offense and their defense have been playing really well. I guess everybody's been playing at their conference. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with BYU for my number seven pick. Wait, number eight pick. Eight. <laughs> number seven, I have Florida. Okay. Um, I think we already touched up why I think Florida should be number seven earlier when we were talking about the Georgia-Florida game, so that's all I'll say. All right, yeah. Um, so, actually, uh, this might come as a shock to – actually, no, not yet. Um, so, number seven, I'm actually going to put Cincinnati. Um, I think the Cincinnati um, is – they've been playing pretty well, um, and they're in sixth right now in the AP pool. In the AP pool so it's not much of a big change, but I think uh, Cincinnati should be in seventh. Number six, I guess, uh, good old fighting Irish Notre Dame. Um, I mean, Brian Kelly did bring up a good – Brian Kelly? I think it is Brian Kelly. Yeah. Uh, He did bring up a good point in saying that ever since the last time they lost to Clemson, they haven't lost a game since. Yeah. And that's a great point. But who have you faced since? Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? So um, – and we went over that earlier as well. Uh, So I have Notre Dame at six. Uh, I have a feeling they're going to be dropping out of that uh, after this weekend. But yeah, yeah. So this might come as a little bit of a surprise, but my number six pick is going to go to Ohio State, and let me tell you why. They've only they've only played two games, um, and for those they've played, you know, they played um, Nebraska, right? It was Nebraska, right? The first game. Yeah, they've played Nebraska, and then they've also played um, Penn State. Now Penn State's definitely you know that's a tough game, but Nebraska, no. And that was a little bit of a struggle win. So, and you know, they have Justin Fields, they're a great team, but I think the Ohio State gets a lot, gets by a lot on their name. So, I'm, I got to go with Ohio State for, for my number six. I don't think that they deserve to be in three. I think that you know they stood at you know number six and number five is unranked all season until they started playing in October. They finally came in, won one game, and jumped to three. I don't agree with that. I think they should be at six. I actually really like that 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 thought process, but uh, I'll hold off on that for a little bit. Um, number five has been a difficult decision. Uh, Georgia, who didn't play good against um, Alabama and clearly did not play very well against Kentucky, and then you got Cincinnati, who's this up up and coming team, who again, just like BYU, used to be this incredible team. I mean, that's the first NCAA team that I started watching yeah. when, when when I got into college football. So I I had to come down between Cincinnati and Georgia for this number five spot, and I ended up putting Cincinnati only because Cincinnati has no experience within this position right now. I mean, yeah. it's a newer coach, it's a newer team, yeah. you know. So they don't have much experience where they're where they're at right now. So I do think they belong in the top five, but just yeah. be, in comparison to Georgia, I think they deserve to be fifth, not fourth. Yeah. So my number five pick actually goes to Notre Dame. Um, I think that even though I said earlier that Notre Dame has been playing, um, you know, been having big wins against not great teams, um, you know, they are six and zero. They've played more games since Ohio State has, because um, you know Ohio State's only two and zero, so they're you know I would call that undefeated. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say that Notre Dame takes that pick just because um, I mean they have played some good teams. They have had a couple struggle wins. Um, but ultimately, you know, they're the, you know, they're an undefeated team, and I think they deserve to be at number six or number five. Number four. Yeah. Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, uh, they have not been playing like the number six offense in the SEC. No. And against the pass, they are definitely not the number one defense. Oh. Um, 
at least the way they've playing been playing so far. They yeah. are the number one defense in the total. Country, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I have yeah. Georgia at number four only because every time they get here, they cannot pull through. Yeah, I hear you. Each time, I mean, yep. they always lose to Alabama, dude. Yeah, it sucks. We can talk about that later, but um, so actually, my number four pick as well is the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, I think that you know they they are a one loss team. Um, you know they have not played great, and I think that even. I think that they deserve to be number four. I think they deserve to be in the top four. I think they're a great team defensively, and I think they are a powerhouse in college football, and especially in the SEC, but I don't think that they could go any higher um, as of this weekend. If they beat Florida, yes. I think if they come out and beat Florida with a pretty good win. Um, they could I mean, have it, an argument for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, I, I go, that means just going even above four. I think they should be at four, you know, with where they've played right now, being that one-loss team. Um but yeah, I think that's I think that's where Georgia ends up is number four. Number three, I have Ohio State. Uh, only reason is Justin Fields. Yeah. And Olave, their wide receiver, absolutely incredible plays that happened uh, against Penn State. Granted, it was a close game. Uh, Ohio State ended up pulling out pulling out at the end. Uh, clearly, Penn State is not the team that everybody thought they were going to be this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the only reason I have Ohio State at number three is because of Justin Fields and yeah. Olave because they are two big offensive threats and probably two of the best uh, offensive players in the country right now. Absolutely. Um, not necessarily Heisman wise, but yeah. Um, so yeah. So my number three, this is, might come as a shock, Oklahoma State. I think that even though they, they lost to Texas this past weekend, they've been having a great season. They've been playing really good teams. I think Hubbard is a weapon. I think that you know they had that one loss, and I think they're going to come out on top. I think that I, I don't I don't think this is the end. I don't think we've seen the end of Oklahoma State yet. I think they're going to come back. I think they're going to make a comeback, and I think they're uh, going to do some good things for the rest of the season. But and then I know that's a wild pick. That, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Funny. You're looking at me like I'm crazy, but I I think that they're gonna I think that they're, they're gonna do some at, good like, stuff. The numbers and stuff like that. I mean, because of that Oklahoma State loss, uh, the the Big Twelve now only has a one percent chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, um, but on to number two, clearly Alabama. Now I don't think Alabama should have as many first place votes as Clemson does, um, or, or as they have right now i mean they had they currently have 29 uh votes to be first place and clemson having 33 um i think alabama is a great team yeah very great i think the one thing that's a problem and i think people are really looking too far into is mac jones okay um mac jones is a great quarterback in the alabama system okay when you look at it because of the system that nick saban has put together quarterback is always going to be successful because he's surrounded by offensive threats so um i do think alabama is number two and i think mac jones is a great player i just don't think he's as great as everybody's making him out to be yeah i think joey can already kind of guess who i'm gonna pick for number two and uh, we definitely disagree here it's okay i definitely would go for clemson for number two and i mean i can explain this is in the way that i kind of explained it earlier i think that the teams that they're playing in the acc are not that great of teams. I don't think the ACC is the best conference as of right now. Um, but, you know, I believe that – and Alabama is, is up on the coattails of Oklahoma. Not Oklahoma. Alabama is on the coattails of Clemson. And I really think that, you know, they could pass them. And I think that they should have passed them after that struggle win against Boston College. Um, so, and, you know, and they especially when they beat, you know, Mississippi State, you know, uh, like 27-0, to I think it was. Um, I think that, you know, Alabama – or I think – 41-0? to 
Yeah, forty-one to zero. I think that Clemson. I mean, I think that Alabama. Or Clemson, I think Clemson deserves this number two spot, and you know that's just what I'm thinking right now. And real quick before I say that Clemson's number one for me, uh, I mean, like I said earlier, Clemson has faced the good teams in the ACC so far. Uh, and when you look at who Alabama's faced, I mean, Mississippi State is at the bottom, right above old, or right above Vanderbilt with only one win, which was against LSU. I mean, they beat Tennessee, who is deciding to kind of choke up the rest of the season with a 2-3 and three record now. Georgia, who was the only winning record. No, nope, I mean, Texas A&M. Georgia and Texas A&M, they, just, they both have winning records, but the rest have losing records, and they're at the bottom yeah. of the conference. And I could definitely see how, um, how you would think that. And um, I think there's arguments, for, honestly, for both sides. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's a hard decision. I mean, who, you know, who really ultimately takes it? I mean, you've got two great football programs with two great offenses, two great defenses. They're always at the top of the college football playoff, right? Of course. And so, I mean, I think you could look at this either way. Um, the reason I picked Clemson for number two is because I believe that even I think that the SEC is a harder conference, even though you have, um, you know, even though Clemson has played, you know, like the better teams in the ACC so far. Um, but I mean, and, and I can you know, even see your point just because, like, look at how Alabama played against Ole Miss. Yeah, that was. They play. I mean, Ole Miss threw all over them. It wasn't until the second half when it was really like you know they got that twenty point lead like in the fourth quarter, and you know Ole Miss just you know crapped on themselves and gave it up. That was kind of ugly. Absolutely, but um, you can make an argument for both sides. But as of right now, I've got to go, especially with that you know um, this and this this is based a lot on the Boston College Clemson game last week against with that huge struggle win. That's mainly what I'm basing it on. I'm basing it mainly on that game just because that was a struggle win. And Alabama did win their game against, you know, an unranked team um, by a huge margin. Um, even, and I will give you, though, that Clemson did have, you know, Trevor Lawrence out, missing five starting plays of the defense. But as of right now, I've got to go with Clemson. I've got to go with Clemson uh, I mean, at number two. So I can understand that, too. So let's move on to number one. Number one, clearly I have Clemson. Um, I mean, I, th- I think I, I pretty much already stated why I have Clemson because, I mean, Boston College, one of the best defenses in the yep. ACC. West or Wake Forest, who is one of the best teams in the ACC. Um, we're facing, we're going up against Notre Dame right now. Yeah. Um, we're going against, um, or we've gone against. Ow. Uh, we've gone against quite a few teams who have a record. They have a good record, and you know, I mean, that ACC championship is going to be a big freaking game. Absolutely. I mean, it could be Notre Dame, it could be Miami, it could be in a long stretch, it could be North Carolina. Absolutely. I mean, it all comes to really comes down to the tiebreaker between Miami and Notre Dame if Notre Dame were to lose to Clemson. Yeah, and I was going to say, um, to you know, we already kind of talked about why we think that, you know, the number one and the number two. But, yeah, I've, obviously my number one pick um, is, is Alabama. And, you know, I think it's because, you know, Mac Jones is really good. I think that, you know, their offense is impeccable, even with the loss of Jalen Waddle, which is terrible for this Alabama offense. Um, especially, you know, with, you know, losing their, you know, number one punt and kickoff returner, um, which is a huge loss for them. But I, you know, still, though, I, I still believe that, you know, they're going to come out of this. I think that they're going to end up being number one. I think it, but I think also, I think that a lot of this is just based on how they've already played this year. I mean, for Clemson and Alabama with our number one picks. And I think we got to see how the rest of the season goes. Will Alabama lose to Georgia if we make it to the SEC championship? If Florida makes it to the SEC championship, will Alabama lose then? Will Clemson lose to anybody this season? Could Clemson lose to Notre Dame? There's a lot of unquestionables, right? Or there's a lot of questions here that we don't have answered yet. So we have to remember, you have to remember too, when you're you're listening to us and talk about this, it's based on the past. It's not based on the future as of right now. 
because if we were to base it off the future, future. I mean, you got a lot of what ifs. And exactly. I mean, if you were to look at my whole top 25 list, yeah, I look into the future a little bit because I'm looking for a little Absolutely. bit more from some teams before mm-hmm. I can really put them in the rankings. And that's where we differ a little bit because I do base it on past. But as of now, you know, these are our picks. And uh, now we're going to move on to some Heisman and some of our fantasy league drafts. And uh, Abby will be joining us shortly. What's up, guys? Sorry for that brief little intermission. Uh, we had some things to do. I had a band rehearsal to go to, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah, coming back, <laughs> coming back into this segment, we are welcoming uh, Abby Conan to the panel. Uh, that's uh, actually my girlfriend, um, who I who I uh, convinced to play fantasy football with us in college league uh, this semester. She's um, actually uh, attending the University of South Carolina, so you know, go Cox. So um, at this portion, we're going to head into some stuff from our fantasy league. And finally, we're going to do the top 25 picks. So, All right. So next up uh, is a topic that not a lot of people may know about. I mean, I know this is the first time I'm hearing about it, um, at least this specifically. But it's fantasy football for college. Um, yeah. It, it's very interesting. It's a little more high maintenance, a little bit. Yeah. And so basically, um, for me, I am not somebody who likes – the NFL as much. I've always been very into college football and I've always wanted to like do a college fantasy football league because I thought that would be fun. <laughs> I finally found this website called Fantrax. Fantrax does um, fantasy for everything. I'm talking like golf, NASCAR, NFL, uh, fantasy football, basketball, all this, all this different stuff. And so um, I found them and I asked Joey, I think Joey was like, like the first person I asked, I was like, hey, do you want to do this fantasy league? And I got Abby into it. And then we got some other of our, some other friends of ours. We got a guy from the University of Alabama here in our fantasy league. And so basically what this segment is, it's going to be looking at our uh, three matchups for the week um, and looking at, um, you know, stats and stuff like that. So um, we're going to dive into that a little bit. So the first game that we're going to be looking into is my game this weekend against um, Garrett. So looking at here, um, he actually doesn't have his quarterback in yet, so that sucks. Um, so right now, this is not a huge game for me because I'm in second place behind Abby. Um, if I win this game this weekend, this is going to rocket me into first place. And if Abby loses this weekend, it, there's a whole lot of what-ifs in this whole thing. That's why Jay, Joey was saying in time maintenance. Um, but as of now, if I win this game, um, it's going to look good for me. But let's, let's go ahead and look at these matchups um, going by position. So um, my, my starting quarterback is Justin Fields. And uh, as I said, Garrett has not put in his quarterback yet. So we're just not there yet as far as that. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, he, yeah, his backup quarterback is um, – Neither of his quarterbacks is, are good. Is Alan Bowman and Kenny Pritchett. So I'm going to take, take that it. one. I think I think that we're going to be uh, – I think that Justin Fields is definitely going to take that matchup. Um, so also, so my running backs. Now, I'm looking at a huge Georgia run game. Um, I literally – all of my running backs are from Georgia. Usually I have Najee Harris, but I don't because they're on a bye week. So that kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, Kendall Milton, Zamir White, and here, uh, and well, oh my bad. Yeah, so just Kendall Milton and Zamir White is what I'm looking at there versus Letty Brown from West Virginia and Javante Williams from UNC. What do you think about that, Joey? Like, what's that look? What's that matchup looking like? Especially looking at Zamir White with the run game um, last week against Kentucky. Letty Brown, I don't think is going to make much effect on his team. Um, West Virginia is a big throwing team, so um, I mean, if it was the quarterback, then sure, it's one thing, but. Absolutely. Uh, having it be the running back, he, he could have a little bit of a, a good game, um, but it is Texas as well. Big guys on the line. Absolutely. So I don't think he's going to make much of an impact. Or Texas. Yeah, Texas. Uh, I don't think it will make much impact yeah. on, on on his team. But Javante Williams um, against Duke. Uh, UNC has a very high-powered offense, uh, very effective. Um, and I, I think he could put up a good 
a good bit of points. So, I mean, him against at least one of your running backs, whoever gets the most, you know, the least amount of carries, he yeah. may win. But yeah, uh, at the running back, uh, at the running back position, I, I I think you win that. Yeah. All right. So now going into some wide receivers. Um, my side, we're looking at Kiaris Jackson from uh, University of Georgia, Marvin Mins from Oklahomans, and uh, Kadarius Tony actually from Florida. Um, and we, as you know, as we mentioned earlier, uh, you know, I am a Georgia fan. <laughs> so um, I'm looking at um, a lot of different things from that. I have some Florida players on here and I have some uh, Georgia players on here. So it's a huge mix. And no matter who wins, I'll probably end up getting some points, which is cool. Um, also, I do have Kyle Pitts as my tight end and I do have George Pickens in case he plays this weekend. Um, so I think, in, and then playing against uh, Des Fitzpatrick from Louisville, Sam James from West Virginia, Charleston Rambo from Oklahoma, who we're not sure he's going to play this week yet. Um, Garrett Walston from UNC and Brees Hall from Iowa State. Um, I still think that I take this one simply because of the amount of big games that are coming up this weekend. Um, it could it could flip though because you know that Georgia Florida game. I mean those defenses. Um, you know it could get hectic. Well, we'll see. Um, so. Overall, I think my pick for this, I think I'm going to go ahead and pick myself. I think I'm going to win this game. Abby, make your pick here. What do you think, Abby? Um, yeah, I'm going to give it to you. Um, all your players are pretty – like, they've shown um, – you, you got some they've, popular Yeah, popular they've, proven, they've proven to play very well so far. So, I'm going to take give it to you. In fact, and you, Joey? Uh, 100% I give it to you. I think the only player that he really has on Mike can – well, he has got two players that might contest, but with uh, Des Fitzpatrick and um, Garrett uh, Walston, I can never pronounce his name. Yeah. Uh, Des Fitzpatrick is the big wide receiver on Louisville. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't mention kickers or defense, um, but I think it should just be mentioned that I do also have the Georgia defense on my fantasy team, and that's definitely going to give me some points as well. So um, – That's kind of irrelevant in that game. Yeah. Moving on to game number two. We've got to go quickly. We're running out of time here. All right, so we're going to move on to uh, Drew versus Isaac. So this is actually going to be a huge matchup, and this is an important matchup for them because right now, actually, um, Drew is right above um, Isaac because uh, they have – so basically, Fantrax scores it by a win-loss tie. So Drew is sitting at three games – or three wins, three losses. Isaac is sitting at two wins, four losses. So – if Isaac can make a stand right here this weekend, win this game, go to three and four, and make Drew go to three and four, um, then Isaac will actually jump him because he has more fantasy points. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. So let's take a look at this. All right, so, I mean, we're looking at a competition between – yeah. I mean, we're looking at a competition between Sam Ellinger, which is, in my opinion, already one of the best passing oh. quarterbacks in the league. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, and I, I express my opinion on that. It was between him and Trevor Lawrence on who to pick up quarterback for this league. Uh, but it's him against Tanner Morgan, who clearly has shown that he cannot lead this Minnesota team to success, uh, at least early in this season. I know they've been going through struggles with COVID. Um, so the quarterback position, it's already won with Sam Ellinger. Um, oh, yeah. You see Khalil Herbert from Virginia Tech. Uh, and he, he's also missing um, a second running back. A second running back uh, versus Michael Carter and Travis Etienne. Yeah, uh, I think back game, yeah, yeah, running game goes, is going to Isaac for sure. Yeah, for sure. Isaac wins that. Um, hands down. Um, Jordan Addison from Pitt versus and uh, Tutu Atwell and 
Zay Flowers. Oh, wow. Okay. So he's got a good wide receiver core on his team. Um, but it's against Amari Rodgers and Garrett Wilson in an empty wide receiver slot. Wide receiver slot. So unfortunately, although Zay Flowers made a big performance against Clemson last yeah, weekend. Yeah, and Isaac also has Chris Olave in his, at his uh, RWT, so that could go either way yeah, as well. Yeah, I, I think – I can already tell you right now that um, once once Isaac gets that uh, one position filled in, yeah, uh, that Isaac wins the game. Yeah. Now something that's also going to go good for Drew is that you know he's got BT Potter, awesome kicker from Clemson, and uh, he's got the Oklahoma defense, and uh, which means nothing because Oklahoma cannot play defense. Yeah, that's a fact. So, um, Abby, what is your pick on this game? I don't know this one. This one I wasn't so sure about, but because it's kind of like they each have like pretty good players, but like I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm. I think Isaac's gonna win. Big Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way Chris Olave has been playing for Ohio State the past two games, absolutely insane. Yeah. So who's your pick? Oh, I already said Isaac. Like Isaac. So, actually, I think I'm going to go with Isaac as well. Now, while I do think Drew has an amazing quarterback, Sam Ellinger, he's not going to carry the whole team. Because, yeah, will Ellinger wrap, or, uh, wrap up about, you know, 20, 40 points maybe? Yes. But when you look at the rest of his, you know, running back and wide receiver core, it doesn't look like it's going to add up to much, especially when you look over here, you know, at Travis Etienne running back from Clemson, Amari Rogers from Clemson. Um, you know, Garrett Wilson as wide receiver, you know, especially Chris Olave being in there as well. Um, and, you know, Chris Olave is the biggest factor in that. I mean, literally, Isaac's receiving core is um, literally Clemson and Ohio State. So I think it's stacked. I think he wins this. And I think that we will see, um, I think we will, I think we will see Drew fall out of the, out of the playoff uh, eligibility as of right, as of this weekend. So. Yeah, I think so. All right. And last but not least is the most important game of the weekend. Big game here. So this game is actually between Abby Conan and Joey Mandela. This game is a, this game is probably the biggest game of the week right here. So um, as I mentioned earlier, um, I'm in second place um, with four wins, two losses. Abby's in first place with four wins and two losses as well. She has more fantasy points than me by about 20. So if she wins this week, um, she continues and keeps her first point or uh, her first place lead, and I stay at second. If she loses, I can gain fantasy points, get back on top, and win that game. Um, so that's a huge thing. And um, if Joey wins this game this week, uh, he actually has an opportunity as well to jump um, either out of um, or jump back into the playoff eligibility or get into fifth place. So um, let's let's take a look at this game. This is a, this is a big one for this week. I think I would jump to fourth. So. Um, looking at quarterbacks as of right now, you know, we have Kyle Trask versus Spencer Rattler. That's a, I feel like that's a pretty good matchup. These are super explosive quarterbacks. They're both very good, can throw the ball, and they're accurate. And they've got a lot of passing yards, both of them this season. So okay. I think, uh, I, I don't know, that's a really hard one, um, you know, especially with, you know, Florida coming off this COVID stuff, playing, you know, Missouri. Um, but, you know, I think that, I think that Kyle Trask will take this for more points, in my you opinion. You think Kyle Trask against UGA's number one defense versus Spencer Rattler 
against Kansas State's number one or bottom of the notch defense. Did I say Cal Trask? I'm sorry, I haven't spent to rap. Did you see how West Virginia <laughs> tore apart Kansas State? I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> All right, so and then um, you know we've got so Abby um, I think is actually kind of stacked. She's got James Cook at running back and Shuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State, both offensive like both super good um, uh, defensive play. Defensive. These, yeah, these yeah, have been these have been some pretty good running backs, um, and they've and they've racked up a lot of points this season. So um, yeah, and then this is versus Javian Hawkins from Louisville and Deuce Vaughn from Javian Hawkins K-State. is actually one of the leading rushers in the league right now. Yeah, so this could go. That's a toss up. I mean, that could go either way. Um, you know, so I, I'm not actually sure about this one. I think that um, – I think because she has Chuba Hubbard. That's what I was about backs. to say. Because James Cook, while he is a very, very good running back, I just don't know that he is going to pull out a bunch of points, especially against Florida. We'll have to see. He did play pretty well against them last year, but we'll have to see how he does this year. Chuba Hubbard, on the other hand, already been doing super well. And uh, they're playing uh, Kansas State this weekend. So – um, we'll have to see about that. I think that's a, I think that's a pretty good matchup, though. I think that because of Chuba Hubbard plus the, the plus the points that James Cook is going to get get against uh, Florida's terrible defense, I think that James Cook is going to take that as well. But I think that at the same time, you know, Javion Hawkins, like you said, leader in this um, in this league, and you know, uh, Deuce Bond from Kansas State against Ohio against Oklahoma State. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna shake out to be a good game. And I think that uh, and I need yeah. to make a correction from earlier. I said Kansas State against Oklahoma. It's, it's Kansas. actually Kansas. Kansas yeah. So no shot. Yeah, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> so um, now we've got uh, and then going into wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, we've got Daz Newsom on Abby from UNC. Um, she's not put in her bench yet. I think they're both injured, right? No, they're both. Um, I had Mechie and Devonta Smith from ah, bye weeks. Bama's bye week. Oh, wow. Ooh, so, so. This she is, either has to make gonna, a pickup or she's going to take a hit. hit. Yeah. So right now her only wide receiver is Daz Newsom from UNC, who's not bad. This is not a bad not receiver. Not bad at all. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is a good wide receiver. This is who you'd want in on a bye week, um, actually, I feel like, especially against Duke. So, and then you've also got Charlie Kohler from Iowa State, also a good um, you know, tight end, and uh, Kevin Harris from South Carolina. So against, though, a lot more players. So Joshua Moore. From Texas, from Texas. Shy Smith from South Carolina. Awesome, you know, and this guy, Shy Smith, has also come out of nowhere. This guy has been really good too um, for the South Carolina offenses. I mean, he's been their star player. A lot of the top them, receiver oh, on the team, and a lot of the points that they've scored in South Carolina have been because of Shy Smith. Um, so yeah, Killen Wallace from Oklahoma State, J.C. Chalk tight end from Clemson, Anaya Smith from Texas A&M. Um, based on this, unless I'm gonna go ahead and make my pick now, unless. Abby can pick up some people because I know you wouldn't want to lose Mechie and you wouldn't want to lose, um, you know, Mac Jones, like unless she can, you know, make a decision, pull somebody out of there and get some people in. That's another big determining factor. That is another determining <laughs> factor. Sorry. Let's talk about this. Um, <laughs> Texas A&M for Abby, her defense, great defense. And uh, Joey does have the Clemson defense, especially against Notre Dame. I think that now also, you know, we did see how they played against last week though, against, um, against Boston College. We'll have to see how that shakes out. Um, but, yeah, another big determining factor. But based on, um, you know, just the, the receiving core that Joey has, my pick is going to Joey. And that might be a little bit biased because I want Abby to lose and I need to win my game. But I really think that Joe – I think Joey's going to take this one ultimately. What do you think, Abby? I said it earlier and I'm going to say it again. Unfortunately, I think Joey's going to take the cake this week. And 
That hurts me. Truly but. unbiased opinion. I do like cake. <laughs> I do like cake. Uh, I, I think Joey's going to win this. One mile. Um, whoever this Joey guy is, he put this team together, didn't pay attention to it at all, and then like halfway through decided, you know what, I'm going to put together a pretty darn good team. And uh, I, I think he really did that, you know. Yeah. And uh, just in case you guys were wondering about this um, playoff thing, so we have, um, you know, six players. Uh, bottom two players do not get to go to the playoffs. That's what I was talking about, playoff eligibility. The top four players get to go. There's one round of playoffs and then the championship on week 16 of the bowl week. And uh, that's going to be um, the determining factor of who wins this ultimate – who ultimately wins this league. So, um, yeah, but we will definitely let you know the results of these um, soon, and we'll definitely talk about it next week. So, Yeah. All right, so for the final segment of this podcast, um, we're going to be talking about um, the top 25 matchups for the week in college football, um, picking up, making our picks, and um, just talking about that. So what's our first what's – what's up first, Joey? Number one, Clemson versus Notre Dame. Okay. Uh, I think we talked about this earlier because – so we're just going to keep our same picks. Uh, I was I – mean, Yeah, we're going to get Abby's opinion as well, too. Yeah, for sure. So uh, me and you are going to figure keep our same yeah. picks, though. So I'm you – know, I was Clemson. You're Clemson. Clemson. Abby, what do you think? Clemson, Notre Dame, who do you think takes this? Clemson for the win. For sure. Absolutely. Glad to know we're on the same page. Okay. Number two, Ohio State versus Rutgers. Alabama has a bye. Now, I'm Rutgers my, did I'm gonna, a big game in week one. I'm going to put my money on Ohio State, though, on this one. I, I think that I still just don't think that. Um, I don't think Rutgers has beaten Ohio State ever. Yeah, I think, I, and I don't, I mean, Ohio, as much as I don't like them, Ohio State is a good football team. They got a great passing game with Justin Fields. Their O line's really good. I, I'm, I'm, I pick Ohio State. What do you think, Gabby? Yeah, Ohio. Uh, number three. You didn't pick. Yeah, you didn't. Ohio State. Oh, okay, cool. I was joking about the Rutgers. Um, number three, Georgia versus Florida. So we also talked about this one earlier. So keeping the same picks, Georgia, Georgia. If they yeah. Can. Yes. Go dogs. Go dogs. Ah, that's my girl. All right. Who's next? Cincinnati versus Houston. I'm 100% picking Cincinnati. Oh yeah, Cincinnati for the win, 100%. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Texas A&M versus South Carolina. I think South Carolina is a team who can upset just about anybody. Me so. too. I mean, you know, like, look, we were looking at number three Georgia last year playing unranked South Carolina. What happens? South Carolina comes out, gets the win. And uh, so, I, I mean, Missouri, honestly, I mean, Auburn versus yeah, South Carolina. I, you know what? I mean, in the way that Auburn, uh, not Auburn, the way that um, Texas A&M played against Alabama at the beginning, the way they, you know, barely pulled it off against Florida. And, you know, barely, you know, beating a team, Texas A&M beating, barely beating Florida, Florida barely beating South Carolina like the week before. You know what? I'm going to put my money on South Carolina. I think South Carolina, if, if anybody can pull off the upset, it's South Carolina. Do they have some work to do before playing Texas A&M? Absolutely. But this is going to ultimately prove, can Texas A&M beat the unranked team, beat the team they're supposed to be beating, and come out on top. So this I'm thinking South Carolina. If, this, if Texas A&M deserves to be in the top 25. Absolutely. Abby, what's your pick? Well, as a Carolina Gamecock myself, I have faith in my boys. Um, we played a good game against Auburn. so Not a good game against LSU, though. Yeah, that is a good point. Uh, you know what? 
I'm, I'll also give you all the home the the advantage on that one though because they were they were you know away at LSU in Death Valley. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I I think you know, and Auburn's. I mean, I don't know. That could have been a fluke. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's LSU. They lost to Mississippi, and LSU has been all over the place this year, losing to you know Mississippi State in the first game, and then you know losing to Missouri. Like, I mean, I think that was a fluke. I think that South Carolina still pulls it off either way. And this is still Abby's pick. Oh yeah. Go yeah. Ahead, Abby. Sorry. My money's on Carolina, so we'll see. This is a tough one for me. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I would say Texas A&M, uh, but we're looking at an Arkansas game against against Arkansas, um, 42 to 31. Yeah. Um, we saw Texas A&M play terribly against Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're looking at South Carolina, who is known for upsetting a lot of teams. Yeah. Um, the way they played against LSU against a freshman quarterback, his first start. Yep. I have to go with Texas a Okay. Uh, next game is BYU versus Boise State. The Duck Cage. Hmm. This one's hard. I still think BYU takes it. Unfortunately, I got to say Boise State. All right. Abby? I don't know much about either team, so I guess I don't know. Um, Uncontested. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll say BYU. Okay. And here's a good matchup that not a lot of people are talking about: Miami versus NC State. NC Ooh, State is four yeah. and two. Yeah, actually, a very talented team. Now they do have some problems here and there, but so does Miami. Um, so who do you think? I'm going to go with my gut on this one. I'm going to go with NC State. Uh, you know, I don't know much about Miami. I don't know much about either team. Um, but, you know, the way that Miami has been playing in the ACC, um, especially against Clemson, I don't think that they're as good as they say they are or the rankings are reporting. And, uh, you know, I'd love to see Miami go down in the rankings. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick NC State. Okay. What about you, Abby? Again, I don't pay much attention to either one of these teams. But, um, I mean, I guess I'll ha- – I mean, Joey, what do you think? I'm going to hear both of your sides. <laughs> I think that Miami comes out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'll agree with you, Joey. Go ahead. I'll, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think NC State is talented enough to hold up to Derek King. Ooh, here's my here here's here's a game that I'm looking forward to. Oregon versus Stanford. The Pac-12 is back. The first Oregon game. Yeah, this is going to be a big one. And, you know, uh, I mean, I'm just going to go with the obvious. I think that Stanford is not that great of a team. I think Oregon, you know, is usually the, the you know, big team that comes out. I think they did they played a great last year. And I'm um, just the same faith in them, especially if they're sitting at 12 right now, haven't even played a game yet. And, you know, that may be weird. I'm going to go with Oregon. No, I know. I'm making a statement. You're looking at Oregon who doesn't have Justin Herbert in it. But you are right. Ever since Stanford lost Christian McCaffrey, yeah, Stanford has not been the same. Yeah, and that's um, and that's what I was talking about too. So, because it's hard to make a pick because I yeah. haven't seen either team play. Well, absolutely. I guess yeah. I gotta go with Oregon, even though yeah. I'm not too sure. Absolutely, Abby. Yeah. Oregon. Sure. <laughs> Indiana versus 23 Michigan. Dude, I don't know. See, this is a hard one. I mean, you know, Michigan just lost to Michigan State, and it was a struggle loss. These I mean, are two teams I do not have in my rankings. Me either. I mean, so, I don't know, man. And, you know, the, the win against, you know, Penn State was a little fishy with that last play. I, I personally, I think that it was callable. I think that it was the right call. 
Um, I don't think they were able to overturn that with there's not enough, you know, of video evidence. Um, and, you know, I, I, mean, I don't know, man. I mean, because Michigan is not a bad football team. They're not great either. But, you know, I'd like to see Indiana come out, you know, on top. I'm going to go with Indiana on this one. Abby? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. My guess saying Michigan. I don't know why. Just I think yeah. Harbaugh can pull it out, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think Indiana is really who they look like right now. Uh, next one is Oklahoma State versus Kansas State. I think we already kind of touched up on it in the fan tracks. Yeah, I, I'm taking Oklahoma State. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a pretty easy win. Um, Coastal, Coastal Carolina, Carolina. South Alabama. This, this I, is, I'm going to try and look for. Dude, to watch. Me too. And, and can we just talk about Coastal Carolina for a second? I mean, this is a team who, like, has never really been good at football. And, no, they have. Hold on. Well, let me rephrase that. <laughs> they they the just last, weren't in the FBS. They, they were an FCS team. This is a team who has not, you know, played a lot of time in the FBS mm-hmm. and who is, you know, coming in and um, starting to do really well here, especially this year. And I would love to see them, you know, especially us all being from Charleston, I would love to see this um, Coastal Carolina team keep going and keep winning, especially against South Alabama. You know, um, I'm going to pick Coastal. Yeah. I mean, Coastal destroyed Georgia State. Oh, yeah. Um, who has been giving some teams a hard time um, throughout the season. Now, I don't think they're necessarily good, but they have been giving other teams a hard time. Absolutely. Um, South Alabama, I haven't heard anything good about them. Yeah. Um, so I think Coastal Carolina, honestly, I'm going to go as far as saying I think Coastal Carolina gets another 51-0 game. Abby? I would love to see Coastal Carolina win. Like, because they hadn't – I've seen them play not so well, so I'd like to see them win. Marshall versus UMass, University of Massachusetts. I'm going to pick Marshall simply on the fact that they're undefeated as of right now, and I don't know anything about UMass. Bobby Lambert went to UMass. <laughs> okay. Marshall has a movie based off of him. I know. I'm going with Marshall. What do you think, Abby? I don't know anything about either teams. I could not tell you. <laughs> Marshall has been a strong team for the past few years. Iowa State versus Baylor. That's a weird one because – Baylor is not good this year. I think they have one win this year. Oh, yeah. So, I'm going to go with Iowa State. I think Iowa State's actually been looking good. They had that first loss, uh, you know, against Oklahoma, but I think they've come out strong after that, and uh, I think they've started to play really well. So, um, you know, they're still 4-2. I think they're looking to prove something, and they, you know, jumped up six six places from last week. I, I think they take this win over Baylor. Yeah, I, I, I think the same thing. Baylor is yeah. just not good this year. Did you cool. pick? Did you pick Baylor? Yes, I said okay. I agree. So, SMU versus Temple. I'm gonna pick SMU simply on the fact that I don't know much about Temple and they're six and one. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen this game before in previous years, and I've seen Temple run away with it. Yeah. So, uh, but they're one and three against the one and six SMU. Absolutely. Don't know much about either one, so. <laughs> Okay, I think I think this next one is pretty easy. Oklahoma versus Kansas. Oklahoma, obviously. If only Les Miles was there. Yeah. But yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, USC, the real USC versus Arizona State. I'm gonna pick University of Southern California. I think their um, offense is still looking pretty good, and they're sitting at number twenty. 
Um, I'm basing that on last year, obviously, because they haven't played a game yet. This is their first game. Um, but, yeah, I, I put them over Arizona State. I said that USC wins this. I'm picking Arizona State. Yeah. They were the upset team last year. So, I'm picking Arizona State. I'm picking not the really USC. But. Oh, okay, whatever. So, she's going with Arizona State. All right. Texas <laughs> versus West Virginia. Texas. I think that's easy. I personally, I mean, it gets West Virginia. I know they won last week. Um, but I, I say Texas. I think Sam Ellinger is really good. I think he's a good receiving core. I think he's going to run. I think I think they're going to throw and run all over, yeah. all over West Virginia. I think Texas. Texas. Yeah. Um, Michigan. We already did that. Auburn's Auburn's on by. Liberty versus Virginia Tech. Okay, Liberty has been coming out of nowhere. First time really being in the rankings. Um, I mean, number twenty-five sitting here. And is this the first weekend they've been in in the yeah. rankings? So yeah, it's the first week they've been in the rankings. So. And versus Virginia Tech, I mean, I don't know. Um, Virginia Tech is four and two. Yeah, one of the best teams in the ACC right now. Yeah, so uh, Liberty and you know Virginia Tech. I, I think I'm going to pick Virginia Tech. Um, I think that Liberty has um, you know in the same in the same kind of you know boat that I talked about some of the ACC teams in. They don't play you know great teams. The Sun Belt isn't you know the best. Um, you know, I mean, conference. you're still looking at Coastal Carolina, Marshall, and Liberty all in the top twenty-five this year. I mean, yeah, but I mean like. I but think yeah, that, I, I yeah, understand what you're I saying. I think I'm, I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. I don't think Liberty stays here long. I say Virginia Tech is ranked next weekend after this win against Liberty. I think Virginia Tech's been good in the past year, so I'm going to say Virginia Tech. That's good. Well, that comes to the end of our podcast today. Uh, follow us on Instagram and uh, check out this podcast. Share this podcast if you want to talk about it. Uh, I'm Mason. This is Joey and Abby. Peace out. <laughs>